The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Every time a missile misses its target, a train derails, or a faulty airbag fails to save a life, we wonder whether these failures, which can sometimes reach catastrophic proportions, are caused by a counterfeit part that may have infiltrated the supply chain. Welcome to People to People, working together for your safety with host Stan Salat, Jr. Stan has the answers to your questions on protecting yourself and the safety of your loved ones, including your pets. Don't miss out. Now, here is Stan Salat. Hello and welcome to People to People, working together for your safety. I'm your host, Stan Salat. The title of our show today is Keep Toxins Out, Dangerous Chemicals Hurt Us All. My guest, Mike Shade and Jeff Kinsley, Kingsley, rather. sorry about that, Jeff, That's okay. uh, and, I, and I will be discussing the assumptions that we Americans make about the chemicals used to make the ordinary products that we buy and use every day and the safety testing these ordinary products undergo before we buy them. You may be surprised to learn just how little is really known. How many of the approximate 140 million products produced worldwide will you buy and use in your lifetime? Before we get started with today's show, I'd like to thank our sponsors that make this show possible. Business and Quality Process Management, LLC. BQPM provides business process and quality management consulting, training, and software tools. The principles of BQPM played a key role in the development and implementation of the International Hazardous Substance Process Management Certification Program used by more than 4,500, 4,500 manufacturers to demonstrate their compliance to the European Union's restriction of hazardous substance laws. To learn more about the work that BQPM does and how they can help your company, visit their website at www.bqpm.com. Secure Components. Secure Components LLC, an independent distributor specializing in obsolete and hard-to-find components. Secure Components is the first company in the world to achieve international certification for their counterfeit detection and mitigation process controls. Their IECQ CAP, that's a certification or counterfeit application uh, program, certification was achieved in accordance with the SAE AS6081 standards. When you need to find high-quality, obsolete, or hard-to-find components, you want Secure Components on your team. To learn more about what Secure Components can do for you, visit their website at securecomponents.com. I'd also like to recognize the law firm of Goldberg Zagala, who is a regular contributor on the show. Today we have Jeff Kingsley, and I think I got it right this time, uh, partner at Goldberg Zagala joining us. 
And in that regard, I'm obligated to share with the folks, with all of you folks, that the users, listeners, readers, understands that the information provided by this radio internet broadcast website, any link from this website or any other social media is not nor is it intended to be legal advice and should not be used for any purpose. Every jurisdiction within the United States may have different variations of the law regarding your particular situation. The listener should consult with an attorney for individual advice tailored to his, her particular situation. Any information you obtain from this radio internet broadcast website or a link from this website does not create a client, uh, attorney-client relationship with Jeff or any other attorney, agent, and or employee of Goldberg Zagala. We also ask that you do not send any confidential or privileged information to anyone at Goldberg Zagala. Goldberg Zagala will not assume any liability or responsibility for it. And with that said, let me start by uh, introducing our guest, Mike Shade. Mike Mike Shade is the Mind the Store campaign director for Safer Chemicals, Healthy Families. He spearheads the Mind the Store campaign, which aims to work with the nation's leading retailers on creating comprehensive chemical policies. I'm not going to spend a lot more time. I want to get Mike on here and uh, start learning from Mike. Welcome to the show, Mike. Great. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, it's it's a pleasure, and uh, obviously anybody that's working in the reduction of use of chemical uh, chemicals in everyday products is uh, near and dear to my heart, and I think many of our listeners. Um, our second guest, as I mentioned, is Jeff Kingsley. Jeff is with Goldberg Zagala. He's a partner. He's, uh, again, not, <laughs> not going to go down. His bio is uh, several pages long. I understand both Jeff and Mike uh, graduated from the same university, so I'll just go straight into it. Uh, Law is law, and Jeff, it's a pleasure having you. Thank you. Okay. Um, Let's get started with this, and uh, I'm really keen to understand what Safer Chemicals Healthy Families is all about, Mike. Yeah, no, well, thanks again for having me. So, uh, yeah, I work with Safer Chemicals Healthy Families, and we are a national coalition of millions of American families, uh, public health organizations, environmental justice organizations, community organizations. We actually represent more than 11 million individuals uh, that are working to protect our health from toxic chemicals in the environment. Um, our coalition was formed around this idea that, unfortunately, um, most chemicals are not adequately tested for safety before they're put on the market or into consumer products. So we have come together uh, to push for fundamental reforms of our, of our nation's uh, broken uh, chemical safety system. Our coalition represents um, public health and health-affected organizations, including breast cancer and learning disabilities groups, uh, mainstream national environmental organizations, labor organizations, organizations, parent groups, and we're working to ensure that 
um, hazardous chemicals that are put into everyday consumer products are adequately tested for safety, um, especially given that there's a growing body of scientific evidence that suggests that um, our exposure to chemicals in the environment is linked to an epidemic of disease. Um, and unfortunately, our nation's federal laws have really been failing to protect American children and families from unnecessary hazardous chemicals in the in the products we use every day, from um, shampoo to cosmetics to uh, children's toys. Um, so we're really working to um, protect American families from these unnecessary dangerous substances. Yeah, you know, that it's. Um, I commend you, Mike, for what you're doing because it's a it's a daunting task to say the least, given the amount of. Uh, various products and the various places that all these products are manufactured and all the chemistry that goes into them. Uh, also very near and dear to my own heart is, is an electronics engineer and learning, uh, learning how to build or design and build products. It was a long time before I realized what I was doing to the industry or to uh, actually our environment by putting lead and mercury and cadmium and other things in products as we designed them. Um, Jeff, I assume that all of this uh, has a lot of legal ramifications as well. Oh, absolutely, and thank thank you again for having me on the uh, on the on the program. Uh, to Mike's point, when he's dealing with a lot of the issues that are known or unknown at the time from a corporation's perspective, um, you need to be vigilant on not only adhering to existing, albeit perhaps incomplete or um, outdated laws uh, with respect to compliance both on a local, state, or federal level, but you also have to be mindful of the fact that as environmental regulations change, as environmental laws change, as we've seen with asbestos and other areas in which products that were once deemed to be acceptable in the industry turn out to be um, harmful or have a direct harmful uh, connection between health um, and uh, products, that the businesses to date have to be mindful of that as well. Because in the asbestos area in particular, as, a, as an example, is that there was a retroactive liability component when there was a clear and established link between the asbestos products and the uh, asbestos use um, in various industries to uh, specific health uh, um, concerns of in- individuals and corporations. And as a result... Uh, the, the law changed quite significantly in the 80s and 90s to which companies, as we're dealing with a whole host of chemicals um, that they're being used or potentially being used, they have to be mindful of the, uh, the changing regulations that may have a retroactive component to it, to which it may come under uh, the guise of a, of a soon-to-be or soon uh, regulation or law, either state or, low, or state or federal, that they have to be mindful of. So they have to be vigilant as it stands currently with the laws in place, but also with the eye in the future that laws in, in particular regulations may be changed or modified, and you have to be, the, you have to be proactive in addressing those environmental uh, future liabilities. That's very interesting and, uh, again, a, an int- a daunting task to stay up on all of that when you stop and think of it. I can... Uh, I guess share with the audience uh, in yourselves. I don't think I've shared this with either you or or Mike. I my father was a plumber, uh, and when I was about six, seven, eight years old, I started out by uh, going to work with him, particularly on weekends, and carrying the lead from pipe joint to pipe joint. Asbestos was our favorite uh, mitten, 
for making sure we didn't burn ourselves. So we had asbestos mitts, mittens that we used. You know, obviously, uh, well, I shouldn't say obviously, but fortunately, I didn't uh, contract any of the diseases that went with asbestos or lead that I know of. Uh, but then uh, you don't know what you're passing on to others. Uh, mm-hmm. Whatever whatever I absorbed uh, may not have affected me directly, but has it affected my daughters or potentially my grandchildren? Mike, you know, one, uh, one thing that I just wanted to, to to note on asbestos that I think is really interesting that really comes into play with what our organization and coalition works on is, you know, we've been working to ensure that chemicals are adequately tested for safety, uh, and also when proof of harm is available to a certain extent that chemicals are then adequately regulated. Uh, The fundamental law in the United States that was designed to regulate chemicals in the environment is called TSCA, the Toxic Substances Control Act. Uh, That law was enacted back in the 70s, you know, over 30 years ago. And uh, when that law was enacted, it grandfathered in over 62,000 chemicals. And the EPA basically said, you know, we're not going to require um, businesses, chemical manufacturers, to um, provide basic health and safety information about those chemicals. And then in the years following that, that the passage of that law, EPA attempted to regulate asbestos, uh, which we all know, as you suggested, you know, is a substance that is, you know, extremely harmful. There's a growing, you know, strong body of scientific evidence that shows asbestos is linked to all sorts of diseases. And so under the federal law, TOSCA, EPA was not even uh, able to uh, fundamentally restrict or ban asbestos. Uh, this was over 20 years ago. EPA actually failed to ban asbestos under federal law, and that just kind of is a really um, prime example of how, unfortunately, uh, while there are many regulations that that cover various environmental issues, EPA was not even able to ban one of the most toxic substances on the market. And today, there's actually a long list of products on the market where it's completely legal for companies to use asbestos, a material that has a disease named after it. And so that is just, you know, one example of many of a common material or chemical of concern that continues to be on the market in certain products that poses um, avoidable and um, costly health hazards to our communities and, and to workers as well. Absolutely, Mike. And, and my point was is that a lot of the – you're right. With respect to the federal regulations, it was more of uh, individual rights after uh, they suffered mm-hmm. or uh, contracted any uh, right. asbestosis or mesothelioma uh, with respect to the rights established with it. So from a proactive standpoint, um, it, 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 uh, the reg- federal regulations – uh, clearly didn't address that squarely. Um, after the fact, when you're dealing with liabilities and we're dealing from corporate um, liability concerns, because you're always dealing with a two-pronged approach. Of course, people who contracted or gotten ill as a result or allegedly as a result of exposure to chemicals and also the federal regulatory or state regulatory component of it. And from a company's perspective, while you have to address both, it would be ideal if you addressed it proactively so that from a company's perspective, you don't have unknown um, contingent liabilities. And I hate to distill people suffering down to <clears throat> economics, but when you're dealing with, uh, deal- dealing with those issues and dealing with whether a substance should be introduced into a chemical a product, um, all a whole host of economic factors play into it, as well as the potential 
uh, of, um, of environmental issues dealing to the end user, as well as environmental uh, liabilities uh, throughout the entire company's existence to handle it, whether it's used on the property, whether it's hazardous waste, whether it's non-hazardous industrial waste, all of those things that need to be addressed uh, from a company's perspective. But, Mike, you're absolutely right. We're dealing with asbestos from a government regulatory standpoint. Uh, uh, you're, you're absolutely correct. From, a, from an individual after they've contracted or after they've been exposed to it, there are, there are issues um, and avenues that were unique in that area. So from a company's perspective, you have to be mindful of both avenues. One may be lacking in terms of, obviously, the talk, uh, that regulation or that act uh, dealing with toxic substances wasn't, uh, hasn't been updated since 1976. There's been discussions that they would like to on a bipartisan basis. Uh, but from an individual perspective, companies also have to be mindful proactively of the uh, potential harm that you cause the people and then the, then the first party suits with respect to end users to the company's perspective. All of that plays a role when a comp- or should play a role um, when a company decides to introduce um, a specific chemical and whether it's tested or not tested for potential um, harmful effects uh, to end users is something that, you know, I don't see a, typic- I don't see a disconnect with uh, consumer advocates position necessarily with a company's position. Obviously, economics drive it. Uh, but if you're dealing with something such as asbestos, where number of manufacturers and other entities uh, were out of business as a result of exposure, if, because the government did not regulate it beforehand, uh, those companies should, uh, th- that should be an example when you're dealing with it in the absence of federal regulation, that you need to be still mindful of those changes in the law in the regulation after it occurs. Obviously, we all talking on here, talking about proactive steps right. that need to be taken. Yeah. But, but, you know, after the fact, companies also need to be mindful of that because those, those situations and legal precedent can change um, in a moment's notice based upon uh, established, significant, or established scientific research. It's, uh, it's, uh, thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Um, we're coming up here on a break. When we come back, Mike, maybe we could talk a bit on um, how consumers can get involved in the work you're doing. Uh, obviously, the the power of, of change, I suspect, rests with the voice of our consumers, and uh, that turns out to be our audience. So let's take a uh, short break here. Folks, when we come back, uh, please come back and uh, we'll pick this up and start uh, looking at how you can help make change. Did you know that hazardous substances and counterfeit material can be in everything we buy? From new clothing, cars, toys, power cords, and charging units, to your garden hose and the drywall in your home. Did you know that many of these toxins or counterfeits have been found to cause infertility, birth defects, autism, obesity, and diabetes, which can be passed down from parents to children? It's nearly impossible to know the ingredients in these products. Yet Stan Salat Jr., author and creator of the not-for-profit HSF Mark Alliance and Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance, believes that consumers have the right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in the products we buy. Are you a retailer, a manufacturer, a manager, and a person who cares about the safety of the products you sell and buy? Protect your assets, your job, and your family now. Tell Stan that you want his help. 
Contact BQPM today. Visit our website at www.bqpm.com or call toll-free 877-415-0191, bqpm.com. Together, we are working for your safety. Secure Components is your international certified supplier of obsolete and hard-to-find products. Specializing in counterfeit mitigation, Secure Components is a qualified supplier for the Department of Defense, Aerospace, Military, and Avionics Industries. If you're a business in need of hard-to-find or obsolete components, please contact us by visiting our website, securecomponents.com, or call us at 484-222-5195. Again, 484-222-5195. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com This is People to People, working for your safety. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to stan.salat.com at ecccorp.org. Again, that's stan.salat, S-A-L-O-T, at ecccorp.org. Now, back to People to People. Welcome back to People to People, working together for your safety. I'm your host, Stan Salat. Our show today is Keeping Toxins Out, Dangerous Chemicals Hurt Us All. My guests, Mike Shade and Jeff Kingsley, and I are discussing the assumptions that we Americans make about chemicals used to make the ordinary products that we buy and use every day and the safety testing these ordinary products undergo before we buy them. As I said earlier, you may, not, you may be surprised, rather, to learn just how little is really done. How many of the approximate 140 million products produced worldwide will you buy and use in your lifetime? I'd like to welcome back now both Mike and Jeff. Hello, Mike and Jeff. Okay. How are you? Uh, Before we took the break, Mike, I was uh, suggesting we might talk a bit about how consumers can be involved in the work you're doing or how they are involved. And um, during the break, we were discussing briefly uh, a little bit of uh, prologue, if you will, to what what that really means and what the work you're doing is is about. So I'll let you take it away for a few minutes here. Great. Thank you. Yeah, so, you know, one of the reasons we work on these issues, or one of the main reasons, is because there's a growing body of scientific evidence that has shown that our exposure to chemicals in the environment and in the everyday products that we use in our homes, that our children use, that our family use, many of these chemicals are increasingly being linked to chronic diseases that are on the rise in our communities and our neighborhoods, uh, diseases like asthma, learning developmental disabilities, such as uh, autism, um, cancer, breast cancer, um, the list goes on and on. And, you know, if we look in our own communities, many of us will realize that it seems like more and more people are becoming ill or sick from chronic diseases. And if you look at the, uh, the numbers, uh, the numbers confirm this. Uh, many chronic diseases have been skyrocketing in recent years, uh, including leukemia, brain cancer, and other childhood cancers. For example, they've risen by 20% since 1975. Um, another example, asthma. Asthma uh, doubled in prevalence between 1980 and 1995. 
um, certain types of birth defects in baby boys increase significantly uh, from the 70s to 90s. So something is really going on, and as a result, uh, or because of this evidence, many scientists are now calling for the need to restrict or regulate chemicals in the environment. Um, you know, unfortunately, Congress is often slow to act. And so that's why we have launched a new campaign, the Mind the Store campaign, to urge top U.S. retailers to take proactive and a preventive approach to uh, restrict dangerous chemicals in everyday consumer products where we know there are hazards. Um, we've identified over 100 uh, toxic chemicals that are commonly found in consumer products. They're found in electronics, like you mentioned. They're found in children's toys, baby products, cleaning products, even cosmetics, products like lipstick and, uh, and shampoo. And we've developed this list by looking at how are, how are states regulating or addressing chemicals of concern in the environment. A number of states across the country, including California, Washington, Maine, and Minnesota, those states have identified chemicals that they see as um, chemicals that are really that that should be priorities for our uh, for our governments and our communities. So. Building off of these lists that these different states have developed, we've identified 100-plus chemicals that we have dubbed the hazardous 100. So our campaign is challenging the top 10 U.S. retailers, companies like Walmart, Target, Best Buy, Walgreens, and others to develop proactive policies to identify these chemicals and the products that they buy and to work with their supply chain, to work with their suppliers, uh, to phase them out, and then to substitute them with safer substances so we're not moving from one toxic or hazardous substance uh, to another. And the good news is that there are plenty of safer and cost-effective alternatives on the market. And so, um, and big retailers are beginning to change. Uh, just this past year, we've seen both Walmart and Target have announced new proactive policies to begin to require their suppliers to disclose chemicals in the products that they sell to purchasers, and then to begin to restrict or eliminate um, chemicals that they've identified as priority substances. So, for example, Walmart or uh, Target, Target has identified over 1,000 chemicals that they consider to be harmful to children's or public health, and they're uh, requ now requiring their suppliers to disclose whether these 1,000-plus chemicals in the products uh, that they sell to Target. So we're actually beginning to see um, some movement in the, in the market among major retailers to address these um, cr critically important issues. My question with that, and actually let me make a comment before I ask the question. Um, you know, I applaud, absolutely applaud what, what you folks are doing and, and folks like you are doing, and I will be uh, forthright in sharing that the reason I do this radio show is in part because of two things that you mentioned, the autism being one of those, um, Asperger's being another, and how that has affected me personally. Uh, both as an engineer and as a developer of new products. I, I spent a lot of time in quality management, supply chain management. So as as I've watched my children and my grandchildren grow up and my aunts and or my nieces rather nephews and realized uh, some of the dangers of chemistry and what we've learned, uh, taken a personal interest in this. Um, the the issue of the uh, notification and the, and the sharing of toxic uh, chemicals and products 
you know, as I was just saying, I've gotten involved and it, it is very personal for me in some ways. Um, how do consumers uh, really do, how, how can they get involved? You've started something, uh, a program, a campaign called Mind the Store. What, what is Mind the Store? Is that, we all going to go out and uh, start visiting our stores and ask them about chemicals or is there something else going on there? Yeah, no, that's a very good question. I mean, the, the whole idea behind the Mind the Story campaign is that large retailers have not only the power, but also the responsibility to ensure that their products are safe. We have this, uh, this phrase that we've come up with, and that is because with great market power comes great responsibility. So retailers have a responsibility to ensure that the products that they sell don't contain chemicals linked to cancer, birth defects, or other serious health problems. So we're calling on the biggest, the largest retailers, the top 10 retailers to mine the store and to get tough on toxic chemicals in consumer products. Um, listeners can learn about the campaign by going to our website at mindthestore.org, uh, where you can learn about what are different retailers, what are they doing, what are the chemicals that we're most concerned about, and what are steps that consumers can take to uh, reduce their exposure to hazardous chemicals of concern. Um, one thing that you can do is if you're going shopping at a retailer, you can ask to speak to the store manager and tell the store manager that you'd like to see their company uh, adopt a policy to mine the store and to eliminate the hazardous 100 chemicals in the market. And to make it easier for folks, we actually have a simple email form. You can go to our website, again, which is mindthestore.org, and you can take action by emailing retailers and asking them to get tough on toxic chemicals. Um, we also have uh, a lot of great resources on our website. Uh, we have a short video about the campaign, which folks can share on social media, on Facebook, and Twitter. Um, another thing that you can do is you can do what we call plan a retailer rendezvous. And, and together with your friends and to travel to your local retailer, whether it be um, a Best Buy or Walgreens or whatever retailer it may be, and gather with your friends and have a conversation with um, staff, especially um, senior management, like the, the store manager at a local retailer, and ask them to get involved by mining the store and eliminating dangerous chemicals in the products that they sell. And we actually have a toolkit that has everything you would need to do to plan a retailer rendezvous at your local store. Um, it's actually quite easy, and it actually can be a lot of fun. And, you know, this actually can have a huge effect. We've actually heard stories from retailers. One large office retailer told us a story once about how just one single customer asked them whether the, the cash register receipts, the receipt paper, contained BPA, a chemical that is linked to uh, many serious health problems, uh, including breast cancer. Uh, one customer asked the store manager if the products contained BPA, and that led to a whole chain of events where senior management in their corporate headquarters then worked with their suppliers and worked with the purchasers to, you know, figure out, you know, is BPA in this product? And then once they realized that, sure enough, it was, they actually worked with their suppliers to begin phasing it out and eliminating it and to switch to a safer substitute. So as consumers, we have a huge, um, we have a huge ability to change the marketplace. We have huge influence over um, companies that we buy products from. And so even just having a conversation to your, with your local store manager could have a huge impact on the types of products that they sell. So there's a lot of things that you can do to raise awareness about these issues. We also have a lot of fact sheets on the campaign on our website. And again, that's mindthestore.org. 
Very good. And I assume, Jeff, that uh, in reality, industry itself, uh, looking at it from the legal perspective, would prefer to uh, actually do things right rather than have to defend themselves in courts of law? Well, well, absolutely. Corporations or um, especially retail corporations dealing with products and things like that or a, uh, are extraordinarily insensitive and very sensitive to the responses or inquiries of consumers. And, you know, over the past decade, uh, when you're dealing with the rot, I mean, 10 years, 15 years ago, uh, organic meats and products in terms of food consumption was relatively scarce. Um, but over the course of, of, of a detailed and education process from consumers, uh, the organic food industry um, and various forms of it um, has, been, has been booming. In fact, they're, they're, it's becoming um, it's, it's taking more of a market share than, than the traditional um, aspects of it. And those are situations where consumers' consumption or education um, um, created and um, um, modified the, the marketplace. And corporations will see that in terms of, you know, maintaining consumer loyalty, uh, maintaining aspects of it. So there are a number of ways in which corporations um, dealing with this issue, both from a perspective in, in, in getting back to the scientific aspect of the research. And I think the, the issue that you see from a corporation's perspective or the issue that you see from a consumer's perspective, and I'm not sure if Mike agrees or disagrees with this, is that there's all, there, there has been sort of a desensitized nature of a new study or an issue because we've seen whether it's done by corporate government regulations or it's done by other aspects of it. You see that, you know, you take fish oil, for example, and it's, and it's been seen or studies comes out that and it's been picked up by the media that it's helpful. And then there's obviously issues that, with respect to recently that it was deemed to be um, that it wasn't helpful. Um, and the trying to piecemeal or get a consistent message out using scientific research that everyone in the in- industry uh, can agree upon, um, and I'm not, I'm not using it as a, as, a, as a way to deflect, but that we can use that information to educate both corporations and business and, and consumers so that they don't feel that there's another study that they just become, their eyes glaze over, that they just don't take it seriously or they take the, the merit seriously or there's another one that questions it. And that's really getting to, to Mike's original point in the last segment uh, where federal regulation and industry and, and the new proposal uh, to change the, the act when you're dealing with chemicals uh, could pose a, a, a significant role uh, depending on if, if all of the stakeholders can agree on it, which is provide uniformity. Now, you're not dealing with, you know, uh, a, a scientific research that is over here, but you're dealing with something that could educate and be seen and be trusted in, in responding to those things. So corporations are acutely aware of their consumers' interests. And if there is a change, as, as Mike indicated with his example, and with respect to the, the, the change of temperature or the appetite, lack of a better term, uh, with respect to our organic meats and products, food consumption, not real, t- you know, not right. things right. that causes a, um, it causes a, a seismic change in the industry. And I think when you bring with that education, it, it could, the corporations will always be mindful and modify uh, based upon 
you know, seismic movements with respect to what their, what their ultimate goals and interests are. It's just a question of, of ensuring that that information is clear and, and readily acceptable and not subject to challenge from a whole host of variety of factors. Uh, you know, as, I, as we talk here, um, I'm reminded that we, we promote our show out to a little over 6 million people. And I have to believe that within those six million people, there are a lot of chemists who can easily walk into a store and ask a simple question. Um, they they really don't have to do a lot of follow up to it. But I think as Mike and Mike, I'll let you comment on this. But it sounds like just walking in and asking the question can actually start a tremendous movement. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, just to give another example, um, about five years ago, if you went into any major retailer, you would see that if you picked up a a plastic baby bottle or water bottle, you would see that many of those were made out of uh, polycarbonate plastic, which is a plastic that is manufactured with a chemical that has been shown to be particularly uh, hazardous to children's health. And that chemical is known as uh, bisphenol A or BPA. And since then, over the years, there's been many, many independent peer-reviewed studies that have shown that BPA is harmful at very, very, very low levels of exposure. And um, there started being studies published that showed that this chemical could leach out of baby bottles, could leach out of water bottles. And as a result, we're getting into the bodies of infants and young children. So parents, especially moms, became outraged by this. And they started going into stores asking whether... uh, Retailers were selling baby bottles containing this harmful chemical, BPA, and retailers uh, responded almost immediately. We started seeing the biggest retailers, uh, Walmart, Toys R Us, Babies R Us, and many others, start um, basically phasing out and eliminating the sale of baby bottles and water bottles containing this um, unnecessary harmful chemical. So concerned moms and, and parents really changed the market, and then after that, we started seeing states uh, begin enacting regulations. States of New York and nice. uh, Washington and California and others began to regulate BPA, but it really all started with moms and consumers demanding action uh, from retailers. And that's really what our campaign is really all about, is to empower consumers to hold uh, manufacturers and retailers accountable for selling products that contain dangerous chemicals linked to cancer, asthma, and other serious health problems. Very good. Um, we, we're going to uh, take a, a short break here, uh, identify radio station and our sponsors. We'll be right back. Secure Components is your international certified supplier of obsolete and hard-to-find products. Specializing in counterfeit mitigation, Secure Components is a qualified supplier for the Department of Defense, Aerospace, Military, and Avionics Industries. If you're a business in need of hard-to-find or obsolete components, please contact us by visiting our website, securecomponents.com, or call us at 484-222-5195. Again, 484-222-5195. Want to help make our world a better place, but not sure where to start? Tune into Better Worldians Radio with the creators of the social game on Facebook called A Better World. 
Join hosts Ray, Mary Sue, and Gregory Hansel, who will inspire you to make a big difference in small ways. They'll speak to experts, authors, volunteers, and everyday people who are changing the world daily. Better Worldians Radio is heard live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Did you know that hazardous substances and counterfeit material can be in everything we buy? From new clothing, cars, toys, power cords, and charging units, to your garden hose and the drywall in your home. Did you know that many of these toxins or counterfeits have been found to cause infertility, birth defects, autism, obesity, and diabetes, which can be passed down from parents to children? It's nearly impossible to know the ingredients in these products. Yet Stan Salat Jr., author and creator of the not-for-profit HSF Mark Alliance and Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance, believes that consumers have the right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in the products we buy. Are you a retailer, a manufacturer, a manager, and a person who cares about the safety of the products you sell and buy? Protect your assets, your job, and your family now. Tell Stan that you want his help. Contact BQPM today. Visit our website at www.bqpm.com or call toll-free 877-415-0191, bqpm.com. Together, we are working for your safety. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. This is People to People, working for your safety. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to stan.salat at ecccorp.org. Again, that's stan.salat, S-A-L-O-T, at ecccorp.org. Now, back to People to People. Welcome back to People to People, working together for your safety. I'm your host, Stan Salat. Our show today, Keep Toxins Out, Dangerous Chemicals Hurt Us All. My guest, Mike Shade and Jeff Kingsley, and I have been discussing the assumptions that we Americans make about the chemicals used to make the ordinary products that we buy and use every day and the safety testing these ordinary products undergo before we buy them. You may be surprised to learn just how little is really done. How many of the approximate 140 million products produced worldwide will you buy and use in your lifetime? And what do they have in them? We were talking just before the break, uh, both Mike and Jeff and I, about um, what consumers, what we can do to try and uh, change the way things are done and better ensure that the products we're getting are safe. Uh, and as least harmful as possible. I want to go back to Mike now. And uh, in the last few minutes we have here, Mike, this show goes very quickly. As we think we have a lot of time until we actually get talking, and then it just kind of flies by. Uh, so let me let me go back to Mike. And uh, Mike, your thoughts on this as we start reaching the wrap-up. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, you know, one thing that we didn't really get to is that, you know, many – 
children's and consumer products often contain really nasty substances. Just to give a couple examples, phthalates are commonly found in children's vinyl products. Uh, halogenated flame retardants are commonly found in um, furniture and other foam products. Uh, lead has been found in many vinyl consumer products. Uh, mercury is another example. So there's many, many dangerous chemicals out there. But as consumers, there are things that we can do. We can take simple steps to reduce our exposure to ha- hazardous chemicals in products that we buy. If uh, you go to our website at saferchemicals.org, you actually can find uh, tips to protect your, your family from toxic chemicals. There's a lot of things that, that we can all do as ordinary consumers uh, to reduce our exposure to hazardous chemicals. So one example is to not buy products made out of PVC plastic or vinyl plastic, which is widely considered to be the most toxic plastic on the planet. But unfortunately, at the same time, we can't shop our way out of this problem. Um, while these will, you know, we can do simple things to reduce our exposure, we really need fundamental reform, um, both by government but also by um, large businesses. So the Safer Chemicals Healthy Families um, Coalition is working to uh, get Congress to pass meaningful reforms of our outdated uh, chemical safety system. So one thing that we can all do is to write to our representatives in Congress, write to your U.S. Senator or you're a congressperson, especially if you can write them a handwritten note, and let them know that this is an issue that you care about and you'd really like to see Congress pass meaningful reform of TSCA. This is something that uh, there's a lot of work going on in Congress right now as we speak to address this issue, and as, as, uh, as citizens of this country, uh, we have a lot of power to ensure that Congress passes legislation that... Um, not only this year, but also legislation that would really truly protect our children's health from unnecessary dangerous chemicals. Um, Another thing that we can do is to have folks get involved in our Mind the Store campaign. Um, As we talked about, as consumers, we have a lot of power over large manufacturers and retailers. So I encourage folks to get involved with our Mind the Store campaign. If you go to mindthestore.org, you can sign up for our email list, which is a great way to stay connected with our work. You can also connect with us uh, through Facebook and Twitter and other social media outlets. And then perhaps even more importantly, um, you can um, take action through our website and to send a letter to the top 10 retailers urging them to mine the store and to get tough on toxic chemicals in children's and consumer products. And then finally, next time you're out shopping, you know, next time you go, you know, say if you're at Walgreens or Best Buy or another retailer, take a, take a couple of minutes and talk to the store manager and let them know that as a consumer, as a parent, or maybe even as a grandparent, that this is an issue that you're concerned about, that you're concerned that um, ordinary consumer products that they sell um, are often linked with chemicals that are linked to cancer, learning disabilities, and other chronic health problems. And you'd like to see their uh, their retailer be a leader on this issue by working with their suppliers to develop a plan to mine the store and to uh, phase out um, harmful chemicals, especially when safer and cost-competitive substitutes are available. So folks, uh, learn more and get involved again on our website, which is mindthestore.org. Sounds like we need a million letter uh, campaign going here under the uh, Mind the Store. Yeah, well, we're uh, we're program. working on it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
Jeff, uh, thank you very much, Mike. Uh, moving on, uh, let me touch base with Jeff here. Uh, Jeff, your your closing thoughts, and uh, we are getting very close to the end of the show here. Absolutely. Well, thank uh, you for the time and, 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 and to Mike's comments. And as from a, from a corporate or and from a legal perspective, and as I indicated in the first segment, uh, corporations have a lot of um, uh, of liability exposures, both uh, at the present and um, in, in the future. And when you deal with situations where uh, substances may allegedly cause risks or there is a significant or overwhelming uh, documentation with respect to certain um, products such as asbestos uh, that have been tied to certain uh, diseases, companies need to be mindful of that uh, to address those issues presently, even if there aren't actually existing state or federal regulations. Uh, you deal with issues uh, when you're dealing with your underwriting, when you're getting insurance, you're dealing with those issues on, on a uh, proactive basis. And those companies that, um, that do well are not only mindful of, of the chemicals that they use, both from, from a liability perspective, um, but also from you know existing liability perspective, but also a future liability perspective. So corporations um, need to focus in on a lot of those areas uh, presently so that they aren't necessarily having issues now, but they may have issues 5, 10, 15 years from now um, as a greater body of work or environmental issues come out. And those who are ahead of the curve, those who are proactive, companies that are proactive, and to Mike's comment, if there are um, economically safer uh, substitutes, uh, corporations, uh, those, those who are conscious of that, uh, should take those considerations and try to address or reduce those liability exposures, both known now and uh, unknown in the future. So, so the punchline for both uh, both aspects of this is the consumers want to uh, get engaged with MindTheStore.org, an industry that wants to prevent or or protect. Protect's probably not the right word, but do the right thing. Need to uh, get in touch with Goldberg Zagala. Do I have that right, guys? <laughs> That's possible, <laughs> sure. I, we can certainly help in those regards to mitigate their liability exposure, sure. Yeah, that's right. And then also for businesses, I mean, we, we've actually pulled together a lot of information on best practices for businesses and steps that businesses can take to really get a handle of their global supply chains and tools that businesses can use to not only identify problematic substances, but ensure that any substitutes are actually truly safer and, you know, so that they're not five years down the road just, you know, trying to have to restrict or ban another substance. So we have a lot of resources for businesses as well, as well on our Mind the Store website, uh, which we've developed in collaboration um, with many allies in the, uh, in the uh, business community as well as the environmental and public health community. Excellent. And obviously, uh, people to people working together for your safety is a medium that all of us can use to get the word out and uh, uh, invite both industry and consumers to get in touch with us and uh, participate in what we're doing. Well, we, we've come to the end of our uh, general segment. I'd love to uh, have both of you come back and talk to us more in the future. Uh, Mike, Jeff? Absolutely. Great. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Uh, uh, again, hope, uh, I, I trust our audience is learning from the work that we're doing and the people that we bring on. And obviously, uh, both of you gentlemen are uh, in the middle of something that's extremely important to us. As I mentioned in the beginning of the show, it's uh, particularly important to me. It's, it is a passion. 
Uh, it's driven by uh, the desire to help as well as uh, some personal realities uh, of life. Um, it, as we close the show today, I want to remind everybody that uh, the show, People to People Working Together for Your Safety, is all about bringing people together to share knowledge and create a safer environment for us all. Inviting uh, you folks, uh, our audience, to send us emails with your questions. You can do that at www.stansalot.com or stan at stansalot.com. That's an email address you can use. Um, send us your questions, uh, your ideas, your suggestions. If you want to hear more about a particular subject, we encourage you to let us know uh, what that is so that we can help you and uh, help the, the world at large. We have two programs that we work very closely with. One of them is the Hazardous Substance Free Mark Alliance, much uh, or similar, if you will, to what uh, Mike is doing in the chemical safety world. Uh, we are the HSF Mark Alliance is all about a certification program of manufacturers, a process where manufacturers can actually become certified for. Uh, their contributions to a hazardous substance-free environment by reducing chemicals that are known to be harmful. We also uh, work closely with and promote the Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance. This program is all about counterfeit or anti-counterfeit, counterfeit mitigation. As I mentioned earlier, our show wouldn't be possible without uh, support from industry and from others. The business and quality process management, one of our uh, key um, sponsors, provides business process and quality management consulting, training, and software tools. Remember that the uh, business and quality process management team played a key role in the development and implementation of the International Hazardous Substance Process Management Certification Program, which is used by more than 4,500 manufacturers to demonstrate their compliance to the European Union's restriction to hazardous substance laws. Uh, these laws are being used internationally to uh, reduce the amount of toxic materials in products. You can find BQPM at www.bqpm.com, as well as secure components, anti-counterfeiting, if you will, counterfeit mitigation. Secure components specializes in obsolete and hard-to-find components. They're an independent distributor. And they're certified to an international IECQ CAP certification program, uh, the first in the world, actually, of the independent distributors to achieve that certification. You can find them at uh, www.securecomponents.com. Our ongoing relationship, um, we want to uh, recognize Goldberg Sagala, a regular contributor to the show. Uh, today we had Jeff Kingsley on the show with us. Uh, he's a senior partner or a partner with Goldberg Sagala. Uh, is it partner or senior partner, Jeff? Uh, partner's fine. <laughs> okay. I don't want to get that too wrong. No, uh, Frank would would be upset with me if I did, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure. Um, 
Jeff has joined us today. Frank uh, Chano uh, is commonly with us. We have also had numerous other folks uh, to, to represent uh, the legal aspects of the things we talk about. I think it's very important that we do balance between uh, regulatory, legal, and that. In closing, I'd like to recognize our supporting staff for making the show come together and work. From Voice America, we have Brandy Jackson, general manager. We have Mike uh, Cellino, my executive producer. Randy Jackman, our production manager. Jeff Gistel, our director of host services. Brooke Ida, marketing and social media. And Yulia Coach, coach branding and people-to-people production manager. She is not actually with Voice America, but she is... She is my right and left and uh, center hand here. I'd like to uh, thank everybody for listening today. I'd especially like to once again thank Mike and Jeff for their uh, contributions and joining me today on the show. Thank you. And one last... uh, You're quite welcome. One last uh, note to websites, mindthestore.org. By all means, go out, check that out, uh, get involved. It is us, the consumers, the people that care what we do and how we do it. Uh, that's what's going to make a difference here, folks. Thank you for tuning in, and remember that we can make a, a difference in the fight against hazardous substance and counterfeit products by working together. I'll look forward to hearing or seeing all of you. Well, I guess I can't really see you, but I look forward to talking with you again next week. Remember, uh, we're, we're here every week, 2 p.m. on Tuesdays. Thank you, and have a wonderful week. Thank you for listening. Please join host Stan Salat Jr. for next week's edition of People to People, Working for Your Safety. We'll have another show next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a safe, toxic, and counterfeit-free week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.